I ran into my Uncle Bob on uh, Rush Street the other day. He is a homicide detective here in Chicago. I hadn't seen him in a long time, and I was excited to see him. I hugged him, and he's just looking at me. He's looking at my eyes. He's looking at my hands, looking at my shoes. He's a detective. Right? And he says, Oh, uh, you got wasted last night? And I said, Yeah. That's good detective work, Uncle Bob. Um, what do you, do you smell it on me? And he leans in and goes, no, um, I was with you last night. To the Blackout Diaries. <laughs> the Blackout Diaries, the I show like where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. <laughs> and I am CJ Sullivan, and we're with you for now. Was that a, was that a mid-stroke right there, or what, what was it? it was a burp? <laughs> was it a bell, it was a, you know what? I think it was uh, just me getting excited uh, to leave here in 15 minutes and have my first drink of the day. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm look. It's like an old-fashioned job where I'm looking for. I'm waiting, like Fred Flintstone, waiting for the whistle to blow here. I was waiting. I can't believe it's actually taken this long for you to mispronounce blackout diaries for the way you pronounce <laughs> words like, of the actual show. Yeah, and that was uh, that was beautiful. Anyway, each week. Let me finish my introduction here. Each week we have a different theme. I'm CJ Sullivan, by the way, and uh, this week's theme is um, it's. Uh, Out of town guests. Out of town guests, embarrassing friends, if you will. Yes. All kind. Fishes out of water that are, uh, (laughs) you know, coming to your new pond and uh, causing causing problems. You know, you're excited to show them your new life, but also you don't want them to ruin your new life. Come again, because you know they're going to be stepping on a lot of toes. And we have uh, our first repeat guest of Alex Joyce. Yes. Mm -hmm. Who who told a great story before of the, the Alabama Slammer episode, if you remember him. Uh, yep. Being arrested in an Alabama jail. He's got more hillbilly friends. Got in friends. the Tuscaloosa County Jail, spent the night there, barely yeah. got out, certainly lost his dignity, right. um, wanted to lose his life. They wouldn't do that for him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and he tells another great story here about just some really uh, high-maintenance, out-of-town guests. Yes, he's uh, from North Carolina. He's got some fun hillbillies out there in Ireland, hillbillies, and they all mix together, and you'll you'll hear the story anyway. Um he is a Chicago. He's a, he's a he's a classic Chicago drinker. When I think about now, you. Choice. I mean, you've brought some weird people to Chicago from back home. Uh, you know, uh, outside of Philly, but also you were just in Chicago. Last I was week. We, just we in got Chicago. to see each other. How was that visit? It was great. We saw each other one night. Right, did weekend. Did mm-hmm. I stopped by right after got, the blackout doors? We yeah. hit all the. Um, we hit all the notes. We hit. I hit Galway Bay one night. Which mm-hmm. is always a fame bar. Um, 
I remember Aaron Foster. I remember he told you when he goes like, would he because a lot of people are still shocked when I come back to Chicago and I, you know, and I don't drink now. People mm-hmm. just don't comprehend what you know what's that even about. How do you? Why do you even enter this city's <laughs> border? <laughs> like the right. boundary. Like, what do you do in this city? Yeah. So, so what does it do? So and I remember the asking like, so you see him at a bar? What do you do yeah. with him at a bar? He, what happens? Uh, he, I I don't know if he was planning to meet up with you and he wanted like in Advice? some instructions or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, but right. he's like. Hey, so do you? I, I think the text was, "Do you ever hang out with CJ since he quit drinking?" <laughs> <laughs> like just, like, right? Like, nah, friendship's over. You know, he's dead to me. <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I was very, like, yeah. Right. I mean, we. I mean, I see him wherever. Sometimes it is at a bar. He's like, "What yeah. do you do at a bar?" I'm like, "I have a beer," and he has like yeah. a soda water or right. something. You know, he has whatever he's having, but he doesn't drink. You know. <laughs> What's well, funny, except. Now, when I go to the Galway Bay, Galway Bay, famed, you know, the bar of Blackout Diary is the bar of the greatest uh, bar in the world, if not Chicago, for sure. Um, so you go there, and it's it's funny being there, and, um, you know, so when I was there Thursday, so it was a Thursday night, and a bartender back there, everyone's getting shots, everyone's doing drinking, you know. Everyone's so drunk, people don't even realize if they're not drinking anyways, you know. Although they abuse you, but this bartender, uh, they had they had a bottle of shots back there, a, a one bottle that was that he made his own concoction. I love when bartenders make their own concoction, and this was alcohol free. I don't know if he didn't drink either, but it had like that um, liquid marijuana thing, like lemonade, okay. like red. He mixed with Gatorade, this whole fucking mix he made in there. So well, he needs energy. He's working behind the bar, long absolutely. Shift, you know, got to like, stay oh, hydrated, but right. you also don't want to be. Stone cold sober with this crowd. I mean, you know? of course, of course not, right? And he, uh, yeah. So he's like, see, oh, he loved that I didn't drink CJ. Any shot, you know, anytime you want, have at it, you know. So people are always doing shots, you know. I'm like, all right. So I had a shot. So everyone's gonna drink shots. So next, thing you know, I'm doing, I'm doing like five or six of these. They're all like ten milligrams each. I'm like, well, wait a minute, hold on. Like, like I might as well have been. It would been. It definitely would have been safer and healthier to drink alcohol. <laughs> that for, is the for thing me that than is, what like, I was doing I, there. I've been trying to drink less over the last few years, uh-huh. and I've started on more edibles. And that is the major difference that's totally different. That, you know, drinking affects you faster than any drug you take right. orally, you know. Yes. And that is the thing about edibles where it, it's almost like – it's like the way they describe uh, shipwrecks where <laughs> they know they're about to wreck like a yeah. half hour before they hit it, you know, but they just can't do anything about it because it can't turn that fast. Like, I feel like, like, yeah, like if you misread like a label, like I did one last week where I misread it. Yeah. And um, I thought it was only 10 milligrams. and I don't have that high of a tolerance. Sure. And I completely misread it and I yeah. end up doing 30. And I'm like, <laughs> right. okay, that's going to that's gonna be bad. You know? <laughs> I, I got I to gotta cancel all my plans. Yeah, back I gotta... down the hatch. I better find a room. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, so, so Chicago just makes you drink anyway. And I, and I always say, people yeah. always ask, like, do you miss drinking? You know, like, when you go, like, I, I certainly don't miss it in LA because it's not a fun place to drink. Chicago is, like, one of the only places where it's actually fun to drink. Mm-hmm. And it looks fun. There's a bar in every yeah. corner. Uh, no matter the hour. It could be 3 p.m., 2 p.m., like we say with Alex Joyce. Yeah. It's packed. People are happy. And they're, yeah. it, it, every bar looks like they just won the World Series. They're screaming. They're telling <laughs> you to come on in. You know, there's a piano playing somehow. It is, it's just it's like, great. Every bar is affiliated with a different college, so they'll just be like, come on in, like, what's going on here? You didn't know this? Yeah. This is Indiana State Baylor University campus, you know, right. alumnus, you know. Um, it was funny. I, I, so 
occasionally I go to a bar and I get a, a, a I do like ordering non-alcoholic uh, beers. Um, I don't even like them, but I like ordering them at bars. One just to get people off your case. You know, it's good for the so you know the social thing sure. of drinking. Bartenders. It's always funny to order because bartenders, bartenders never know where they're at. You know, they're always like shocked, like ah, oh, man, I think maybe next door. Why don't I like I call a store next door? You know, whatever, and they come back. And everywhere else, you know, they charge or whatever. Full in Chicago, not one bartender would charge me. They would be like, I'm like, okay, how much I owe you for this Heineken Zero? Like, I, I can't in good conscience. I just can't. He's like, and it's almost like a magic trick. If you're gonna pull I up mean, with these uh, people and trick yeah, this, exactly I, I to deal to with them, it. right? I just want to see it. I mean, good, good, God bless you. Um, I'm also assuming you killed your family. <laughs> um, like, why else would you not be drinking? Right. So you obviously I have a can't. story behind you that's tragic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one funny thing I do got to tell you before we get into Alex Joyce's story, which mm-hmm. we'll tell right after this, and uh, we did it. We did a bunch of things. We even did tourist things. You know, like uh, we did the architectural tour when we were in Chicago, which is the a boat great, tour. Yeah, the boat tour, which is great. Love you that. Know? Love that. Love the, yeah. love the boat tour. Um, when we lived there, anytime you had out of town friends or family, whatever, that's like the one thing you would like, you wouldn't mind yep. doing with them, you know. Mm-hmm. Although I never really did, I only did it with other people. We're like, yeah, let's um, let's do it because we were filming like a documentary thing, thing, so we wanted to do all the touristy things. And it's funny because since I used to live there, the whole the whole river scene wasn't as you know as nice as it is now. You know, the river. Yeah, they have the really river nice. walk. There's the bars and walk, restaurants along it. There's art, bars and you know, sculptures. Yeah, right. Which I think has produced a lot more tours too, because there's a lot more boats and like a lot more activity. Before there's, correct, you only had a couple yep. choices, and they're all at Navy Pier. Now there's like mm-hmm. a bunch of them, so you get worse ones and cheaper ones, you know. Mm-hmm. So we got a cheaper one because it was, um, but the, but the old, but the tour guys. Those are my favorite. They're I, they're I, the best. I have, after your story, I have a follow up story. Uh, okay, go ahead. Yes, we had a, a, an old fashioned like real old uh, old Chicago tour guide guy, you know, who okay. was like <laughs> doing his like classic jokes, you know, but he was like. Kind of a xenophobic, racist, but kind of just, but it's just more just old, more Chicago than anything, you know. He gets everyone's names beforehand, then he does. Okay, we got guys here from Germany and uh, and England, but don't worry, this boat's not all full of immigrants. We got people from Ohio too, so you know, don't worry about it. Like, yeah, we weren't worried, but okay, you know. And then the first half of the tour. I'm like, he's just complaining about real estate and how expensive it is and how you can't live. Like, he's like, this building here, forget. I mean, just forget about. It. It's like 1.2 million for three. Ba- I mean, who can live there? I'm from Hyde Park, you know. And like, I mean, like, the, 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 what they're asking is crazy over here. And then it's pointing out restaurants that you can't eat at too. Though this restaurant's French. If you like that kind of thing, you need three credit cards just to get in that place. And that's before your meal comes. Then you better need a fourth credit card. <laughs> And then he's just doing jokes about uh, like the Bears and stuff. Like, oh, this guy's from Kansas City. He's got a chief, so he knows how to make us feel bad, right? We could have Patrick Mahomes, but the idiots and the powers that be felt otherwise. And people are like, what, what, what about the Sears what is, Tower? Yeah. <laughs> what does that have to do with Art Deco? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> he, one line he said was was amazing. He was, like, he was pointing out the building. And that's expensive. He's like, Alice Cooper had a place in there. We're like, Alice Cooper? We're like, <laughs> Out of all the Chicago, yeah, out of all the Chicago celebrities, what are you talking about? Like, hey, he lived there for six months. Alice Cooper, like that impressed nobody. That's hilarious. But then he goes, Sammy Sosa had a place in there, uh, two places, one to sleep in, and one for his bats, which were magically altered until he got ran out, and then he ran down to the Dominican Republic with U.S. dollars. Not a bad deal, if you ask me. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, That's it was all amazing. the tour. <laughs> 
that almost sounds like a sketch about like what would happen if you yeah. let your Chicago uncle uh, do the tour guide. You know, like, it's exactly what it was. He just had like a cooler yeah. of old styles too, not even a bar. It was it was fucking great. I'll bet you, like, every fifth uh, point, he says, and if that happens, I'm leaving this city, you know, because <laughs> like, with the mayoral election, we've been right. doing a lot of that, you yeah. know, a lot of ultimatums. You Absolutely. Know? <laughs> That's well, a late. Yeah, I will say this for the architecture. The architectural tours are great, but I will say if you are visiting Chicago and you're interested in architecture, pay the extra money for the <laughs> official tour. <laughs> yeah, or pay less and get a better tour, but Yeah, it depends what you're into. Right. It depends. It complete, I'm not saying it's yes. universally better, but- yep. I, I used to work in the Merchandise Mart, which is mm-hmm. right on the water. Sure, we passed that a couple times. Yeah, largest brick building uh, after the Pentagon in the world. That's okay. the big thing okay. you would hear every time somebody would pass by it. It has its own zip code. Yes. Uh, anyhow, you would hear all this as the architectural tour is Told passing. Joke. But one of the Told. days, like, what are, what are the first times I heard one of the ripoff ones go? And he's going by, and he goes, <laughs> yep, and uh, this is still... The most polluted river in the world. <laughs> and somebody must have, like, said something that's an actual, like, because it's not true anymore. I think it's, yeah, like, some yeah. river in China. Or so. Somebody must have said something. He goes, nope, it's pretty much a sewer. <laughs> he goes, folks, I wouldn't want to jump in there. <laughs> like, what is, who is this tour guy? <laughs> Oh my God, that's amazing! Yeah. We did, yeah. We we asked if anyone jumped, if anyone saw any jumpers, like the other guys. Yeah, we see guys off the Roosevelt Bridge. Hey, they want to go, they want to go. I'm like, it doesn't seem like a fall. <laughs> oh yeah, that that water goes deep. If they, it, it'll get you. But you know what? What can you do? They made their decision. We're not going to help them out <laughs> at that point. We're not changing anything. <laughs> you got your mindset on it. He's going to do it. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, yeah, so when, next time you're visiting Chicago, yes. check out, go in either one of those directions. Go highbrow with the actual yeah. architectural tour or go lowbrow with your Chicago uncle. Yeah, you can't uh, go wrong. Bring your friends along, and let's hear now from Alex Joyce uh, about some of the troubles you can do when uh, your friends aren't, because uh, you really do need to plan, because if yep. you let them have no itinerary, this is what happens. Right, you got to hear from Alex Joyce here. Yeah. One more time for the creator of this uh, show, Mr. Sean Flannery. He's, uh, he's a madman. Guys, I'm going to tell you some stories about uh, drunken misadventures. But first, if I can, I'd like to tell you a little bit about myself. All right? Um, I'm always amazed at the things that I remember to do and the things I don't remember to do before I pass out drunk. Like, I never remember to take out my contact lenses. But I always remember to take a piss in my kitchen. (laughs) You guys ever do that? You ever ever take a piss in my kitchen? I I wouldn't know. It's summertime. Uh, I've got uh, family came in town last week from Ireland. Do we have any Irish people here? Yeah. Irish people? Do we have any Irish Americans? Yeah. See? Yeah. There, there is a difference uh, culturally. Um, for example, my uh, cousin Dermot is a fisherman on Galway Bay. And he's also an accomplished playwright. That's an Irish person. 
I've got another cousin named Maddie. Uh, he just got fired from his job at Red Lobster in Joliet for stealing a bottle of Jameson. That's an Irish American. <laughs> Differences. A lot of Blackout Diaries are uh, not alcohol related, they're drug related. We have any drug users here? Never. We have any liars here? A few liars? I have noticed that all of my friends are uh, on drugs and uh, each one of them has that one drug they swear that they would never try. Like I got a friend that smokes pot and he's always like, hey, 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 I might smoke a lot of pot, but I would never do cocaine. I got a buddy who does cocaine and he's always like, hey, 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 I might do a lot of cocaine, but I would never do crystal meth. <laughs> Unfortunately, I got a pal does crystal meth. He's always like, hey, 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 I might do a lot of crystal meth. You got any crystal meth? <laughs> you don't? I don't know if I should even joke about meth. Uh, my, my Aunt Margie's home was burglarized. She lives in Wilmington, Illinois, on the Kankakee River. And uh, she's just a sweet old lady, but uh, her home was burglarized by meth heads. Cops know that it was meth heads that did it. And they know that it was meth heads by what they took and what they didn't take. So these meth heads, they didn't take her fine china. They didn't take her jewelry. But what these crazy meth heads did is they took every bit of my Aunt Margie's crystal meth. And that's... <laughs> That's tragic. <laughs> I ran into my Uncle Bob on uh, Rush Street the other day. He is a homicide detective here in Chicago. I hadn't seen him in a long time, and I was excited to see him. I hugged him, and he's just looking at me. <laughs> he's looking at my eyes. He's looking at my hands, looking at my shoes. He's a detective, right? And he says, oh, uh, you got wasted last night. And I said, yeah, that's good detective work, Uncle Bob. Um, what do you, do you smell it on me? And he leans in and goes, no, um, I was with you last night. <laughs> you have a drinking problem. <laughs> I took my car to a, an oil change place on Ashland and it was late in the day and they said, do you wanna just leave it here overnight? I was like, absolutely. Went back the next day and uh, the guy's like, uh, okay, Mr. Joyce, you know, sign this and you know, let me go get your car. He disappears for like 20 minutes and he comes back and he just had this look on his face to where I knew he can't find my car. <laughs> it was just a weird look. Like he doesn't know if I'm gonna flip out like I'm a car guy or something. <laughs> and he uh, he says, uh, Mr. Joyce, is it uh, is it possible that maybe a family member of yours may pick up the car? And I was like, what? It's preposterous. No. He's like, oh, I think we better call the cops. We better call the cops. I can't find your car. Okay. 
So cops literally phone it in. They don't give a fuck about my 2001 Volvo. They don't care, right? And uh, so that's it. I, I don't have a car. I'm like, my car's been stolen. That happens in life sometimes. And uh, two weeks later, I'm like mind-blowing drunk at a bar called Jake Melnick's downtown. And I get a phone call on my phone. It just said like unknown number or something. I answer it, and, and the guy says, hey, this is uh, Officer Ramirez, the Chicago Police Department. Uh, we've recovered your car. You need to come and claim it tonight. And I said, uh, I've, been, uh, I've been drinking for like five hours. Can I come get it tomorrow? And he says, oh, we'll figure that out. Just come on down. Come on down. <laughs> So then I said, this is proof that I was drunk. I was just starting to get paranoid, and I was like, well, how do I know this is the uh, cops? How do I know this is the guys that stole my car? And I actually heard him sigh over the phone. He's like, Mr. Joyce, we're really busy down here. If you could just come on down. We are the police. So I go down there. I went to this uh, police station in the Austin neighborhood, and um, guys are uh, pretty nice, and they walked me across the street to see my car. And at first I was like, oh, this isn't my car, because the window on the back left-hand uh, back seat is not cracked. Uh, this must not, but then I looked inside, and I was like, oh, that is my car. These bad guys, they, uh, they fixed the window in my car. <laughs> And like three months later, I realized they fixed the sunroof. They were better car owners than me. My poor car was probably just like, oh God, he's back. <laughs> idiot, Mr. Mr. Taco Bell rappers. So he walks me back into the uh, police station and I'm like signing stuff or whatever. But I keep telling him like, guys, I'm drunk. Like I've been drinking a lot. And they're just like, yeah, 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 sign here. Sign here. <laughs> no, no, initially, yeah, initially here. No, no. But I kept like protesting. I was just like, oh no, I'm, you know, I, I don't want to get DUI driving out of a police station. Right now. <laughs> and this one, this one uh, officer was just like exasperated. He was just like, Captain, Captain, this guy thinks he's too drunk to take his recovered car home. <laughs> Here comes the captain, he's holding a chicken wing. I think they're, they're really watching a Bears game or something. And he gets close to me, he's like, let me see your eyes, let me see your eyes. You're fine, just go. <laughs> so when I moved here from Alabama, I was very excited to be here. I moved here with my younger brother, he came up to North Carolina. And uh, we knew Chicago was going to be awesome, but we had no idea. We are just like, this is just the best city. Summertime is great. So we told pretty much everybody we knew to come and visit anytime, anytime. And uh, my brother and I are not uh, good planners, not good schedulers. And because of that, uh, we had four people from Ireland uh, show up at our doorstep. And really, 45 minutes later, a minivan of North Carolina people showed up. We double booked. <laughs> We double booked two like uh, groups of people who've never met, and we're not like in a giant apartment. So we're just like, all right, we screwed up, whatever. What do we do with these people? So we went to a bar called Johnny O'Hagan's Irish Pub 
And uh, yeah, we went there for, I don't know, seven hours. <laughs> seven hours of drinking. They're getting along great, right? Then we went to a quality place. I don't know if you guys know it. Called Big City Tap. <laughs> Big City! Big City. <laughs> it's, it's known. Yeah. So we're in there and we're having a good old time. And uh, one of the Irish dudes decides that the line for the bathroom is too long. And so he decides to go pee in an alley uh, near Big City Tab. And so he's having a pee. And then a uh, cop car pulls up, catches him red-handed. A uh, lady officer gets out of the car and uh, says to him, let me see your passport or let me, let me see some ID. He hands her an Irish passport. And uh, she's looking at his passport. And she's like, well, uh, well, did they let people take a piss in the street in Cork, Ireland? This guy's from like rural, like kind of like redneck Cork, Ireland. Yeah. And he's just like, well, you know, I, I think that, you know, some of the roads are like sand and stone. And I, I don't think that like, uh, I, I don't think the guardie or the police are like, she stops him and says, you know what? Just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I think the Chicago police have a long history, generations after generation, of hearing Irish insanity and just being like, you know what, just, just go, just go. Yeah. So it's the next morning and uh, we're, people are starting to wake up, some people are starting to drink again. We've got the Big Lebowski on, we've got a bottle of Jameson. People are starting to crack cans, but some people are still asleep. So we're just chilling out and then, uh, the North Carolina people consisted of a married couple and then a dude who I never saw before and I have never seen since. <laughs> but the girl of the married couple, Lisa is her name, uh, out of nowhere was just like, oh my God, what's he doing? And I look over and one of the Irish dudes is peeing in an air mattress. Like he's peeing, <laughs> he's peeing on it like it's a truck. But he's like sleepwalk peeing, you know, it's like he's, so I go to stop him. I don't know how you stop something like that. <laughs> and one of the other Irish guys stops me and says, no man, don't try and stop him. <laughs> That's just something he does. <laughs> okay. So my brother and I uh, were having like little chats off to the side, little sidebars, and we we're just like, man, I think the Irish people are gonna scare the North Carolina people away. <laughs> I mean, these are mountain North Carolina people, but I mean, this is another world here. <laughs> Turns out North Carolina people were far crazier. Um, the girl, Lisa, was just like, uh, wanted to find souvenirs. They went up and down Clark Street, and they were like, oh, it's all too expensive. She was like, I want, I want some cheap souvenirs. Like Freeans, something's completely free. Freeans. Freeans? What's, what's a Freean? Well, that's a Freean. That's a Freean. That's a Freean, if you know where to look. That's a Freean. And one of those. So those things are in my kitchen. My kitchen <laughs> looks like a, a construction site. And uh, you're like, all right, this is just, you know, this is what's happening. And so 
one of the nights we went to another quality bar called Tequila Roadhouse. It's an old town. It's another late night bar. We get out of the taxi, and me and the Irish dudes and my brother were like going in, but then the married couple from North Carolina just run up Well Street into the darkness. They don't know where the hell they are. They're just gone up the street. And my brother and I are like, we're done worrying about them. We can't worry about them anymore. Sometimes people die on vacation. You know? <laughs> so then, I don't know, it was probably like seven or eight o'clock in the morning. I'm in my bed and I'm asleep. And then I feel someone sit on my bed, like on the foot of my bed. And I said to myself, please, Please be a burglar. <laughs> Poltergeist or something. You know. I can't deal with any of these people anymore. <laughs> but it's Travis, the, uh, the husband of the, this crazy duo. And uh, he says, uh, hi, Alex. Um, are you awake? He's like, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, do y'all have any bolt cutters? <laughs> Said, um, no. And why? Why would you want bolt cutters? And he was like, well, we, uh, we just hot-locked one fence and went over one wall. That was it. And we were in a zoo. And there is zebras and giraffes and what have you. And these are sweetheart animals. And we were thinking that, like, that zoo's kind of like a jail to them. <laughs> so we were thinking if we could get some boat cutters, we could get them out of there. <laughs> Said Travis, um, no, get out. Get out right now. <laughs> I don't know what this scenario, this weird 12 monkeys weirdo scenario is. Um, so, but if you've got all this energy, why don't you get that construction stuff out of my kitchen? Could you do that? He's like, oh, we could definitely do that, no problem. It's great. So then I went back to sleep and I probably woke up at like, maybe like one o'clock in the afternoon and I take a step out of my room and I look into the kitchen and this stuff is gone, the construction stuff is gone. I'm like, awesome, that's great. Then I walked into my kitchen, and uh, on the floor, kitchen, saw that. That's not what you want to see. City of Chicago manhole cover. Taken out of the ground by a married couple. I don't know how they, I, I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they did it. From the corner of Kenmore and Roscoe. And I went out to go see the hole in the street and what was surrounding the hole? The road cone, the road barrel, and the horse thing. Because they're like vandals or whatever, but they're like, you know, they're from the south, you know? They're just like, we didn't want to hurt anybody's automobile, you know? So guys, if you have any friends from the mountains of North Carolina or any friends from Ireland, cherish those friendships. Uh, but do not invite them in your home. Thank you very much. <laughs> We're back in the Blackout Diaries, and that was uh, 
the incomparable Alex Joyce, who we have here with us in the studio. Alex Joyce telling of uh, hillbilly friend story. I love it. Have, welcome <laughs> to the back to the blackout time. It's your second time in, right? Yeah, guys, thanks for having me. I love it. Of course, longtime producer. I, I we you're all thing uh, drunk hick stories. We like first you were the Alabama slammer. <laughs> And now you have the North Carolina, <laughs> yeah, that is North Carolina versus uh, Ireland hillbilly story. I love, I love old fashioned hillbillies instead of old rednecks. You know, mountain mountain men as well. It seems like everybody's got at least one drunken hillbilly story, and I've got a lot of them. Yeah. Well, what's funny, Joyce, is even your friends and cousins from Ireland are Irish hillbillies. Yeah. Like everyone you know, uh, like uh, comes from some like that. Like they, you know, they own rowboats. You know, like your your. I met some of your right. cousins from Ireland, and they, he, although, they're all Irish. Yeah, hits, although right? even the city Irish folks aren't too city. Like you know, she's like it's it's, it's a good percentage of most Irish folks are. There, there, are definitely are city rednecks for sure. Yeah, and, uh, I think that uh, the origin story of American rednecks does go back to Scotland and Ireland for sure. Yeah. Talk about these North Carolina guys. I like that. I like that first. Though. So they, they they live in the they mountain type people live on those because those things are huge. People don't understand how big those fucking North Carolina mountains are. Like that's a it's a different way of life out there. Smoky Mountains is the Appalachians. It's, yeah, uh, it's way different than like the rest of the South outside of the mountains. I think people in the rest of the South look at mountain people like they're very different, and they are. Mm-hmm. They're, they're different. They're just more like uh, rowdy, I guess. But yeah, I had the, a married couple plus some other dude who came with them who I didn't know him. I hadn't seen him before and I haven't seen him. There since. was a third. Oh, I didn't realize there was a third person. Yeah. Sometimes I don't mention him because he's kind of irrelevant, but uh, he, he was there. Yeah. There was a third guy. And uh, which makes it all the more weirder when you just got this silent third party tagging <laughs> along with a married couple, you know? Yeah, he, he was witness to all these things. But uh, <laughs> j- just like when uh, when people get drunk in the mountains, they just get like really you know, in the mountains in the middle of nowhere, you can get loud. You can get crazy. The cops aren't coming. There's just, there's a lot of nothing out there. Right. But these people brought that kind of rowdiness to the city. And, cops uh, aren't, it was, cops uh, aren't coming. I love that. <laughs> you can do whatever the hell you want out here. And they wouldn't know what yeah. to do if they did. <laughs> That's right. They'll never catch us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, Joyce. Real quick about North Carolina. Um, Go ahead. Sorry. That, um, the guy who uh, bombed the abortion clinics, who like hid up there, he the guy, the guy who, uh, the yeah, guy who did the thing of the they blamed on Richard Jewell, the guy who actually did that, you know, mm-hmm. he went mm-hmm. and then when the FBI was after him, he was like from the mountains of North Carolina, he hid up there for like five years, and like they, yeah, yeah. He, was, he only got caught because he was just bored and walked out of there because they're and when the cops came down there or the feds came down there, like they didn't realize that the whole town was going to be against them because they're like, oh, this fun, but they, they they hated the FBI more than they hated. This guy, yeah, you know, and they're like, "Good luck up there." They're like, "Good luck up there." He can, he's like, they, they, he's like, he can live there for fucking decades. Yeah, the uh, the mountain folk, the real country mountain folk, were they were helping him. They were yeah. giving him food. They were helping him sure. out. And uh, when we couldn't find uh, Osama bin Laden for a couple of years, the first two years, the FBI was like, well, "We hadn't, we didn't find Eric Rudolph for like six years, uh, and that was in America." So <laughs> right. yeah, we right. knew what mountain he was yeah. on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Um, Joyce, tell uh, CJ because I don't think CJ's heard this story. Just talking about those mountain people, you you have a really funny story. Didn't one of your neighbors is a loose term up in the mountains because you're all pretty <laughs> far away. But d- didn't right. one of your neighbors like? Uh, 
he tried to uh, like he went into town, got drunk, forgot he wasn't in the mountains, and then started a police pursuit back up to the mountains. Uh, tell that story. Yeah, he got he got drunk in town and was driving his pickup truck, uh, I guess, back to his house. Saw that the cops were after him. He gunned it, went up some like back roads, and then just ditched his pickup truck. <laughs> ran up into the mountains. This is nighttime in the dark. I mean, you can't see anything. And he just hid up there, like way up on top of the mountain. And he could see the cops with the blue lights and like, the flashlights and they're looking for him or whatever. And he was just saying to himself, if they don't get no dogs out here, they ain't going to get me. They ain't going to get me if they don't bring those dogs. <laughs> and so the next day, you know, they have his truck, They, you know. And so he called the police uh, the next day and said, yeah, some guy stole my truck. Right. I don't know who it was, you know. <laughs> and uh, they were like, okay, come on, come on down and we'll, we'll talk about it. And uh, one of the cops is actually his cousin. And uh, he was just like, dude, Travis, uh, we know it was you and your truck. I mean, come on. Nobody stole your truck. Let's just get this over with. And he's like, no, I'm telling you. It was this dude. I don't know who he was. Yeah. So he got away with it, which is amazing. That's hilarious. No one stole your truck, Travis. Come on. I like that. I like the cops reasoning with him. <laughs> The cat and mouse mountain. They game. stole your yeah. truck and they they somehow went to your regular dive yep, bar. To dive bar. He, he, <laughs> must, no. he must have traced. He must have traced me for a while. He must have. He must have <laughs> scouted me. It's a perfect crime this guy pulled off. <laughs> I think he went home and fucked my wife. <laughs> I hope you get that shit on video. He told my boss to fuck off. I mean, he really came. He did his research. This guy. <laughs> He's good. He's real good. <laughs> I like that. If they don't get if they don't get them dogs out there. I'm good for the nights. <laughs> only, only a dog can get me out of here. <laughs> Joyce, who do you uh, you know? Because you're now you now live in the city. Uh, you're a stand up comic. You're surrounded by artists, sophisticated people, <laughs> but you still have all these. The I mean, well, you know, sure, <laughs> loosely, absolutely, we'll no, use yeah, that absolutely. Word. But you, but you, you bring these hicks into it's town. It's a different breed Who of people. For you sure, more? we have, we have different, yeah. more sense. Who embarrasses you more when you, when you bring them, or or do, does every are they well received wherever you go? Um, but is it the Irish hicks or the the mountain hicks that uh, cause you more um, mm-hmm. stress when they're visiting? Well, they're uh, they're, they're equally as loud, and that stresses me out when I bring loud people into a bar, and everybody, you know, what, what's this? Uh, what's going on? Uh, but between the two of them, uh, I, I, I would say <laughs> I, I would say the Irish people because their productions last for longer, and they don't disappear, uh, contrary to uh, Irish goodbye. But the uh, the North Carolina people would just like. People be asking me about them for months afterwards. Like, hey, what happened to those people from North Dakota? Those loud people. Whatever happened to them? I was just like, oh, they went back. <laughs> what were their impressions? What were their impressions as they left? Like, how you live? Can they believe how you're living out here? I, I like usually when those my friends that come out town like that. Those shit tear raise hell i'm like okay not bad what are you living and then they, they act like nothing happened they're completely unaware of the damage yeah. they've done you know and like i don't know how you live like this <laughs> with these with these uptight folk out here <laughs> oh yeah yeah they were definitely like uh two or three times they'd be out on the we were out on the street walking around in the street and you know they would just be yelling like crazy shit and i'd be like guys this is a city you can't it's three in the morning you can't just yell <laughs> 
And they were just like, why? There's people everywhere. Like, yeah, but it's... Like old-fashioned howling at the moon, kind of like, uh, yeah. Yeah, moonshine, hooting and hollering, and they, they just want to party. And it's like, guys, there's some rules here, you know? They do make a good movie. Why? There's people. Why can't we yell? That's what sets aside. Like I can see if everyone was locked down, but <laughs> what do you do with other people when you see strangers? You fucking holler. <laughs> but there are, I feel both both your groups can kind of get away with it, at least in, in short bursts. Maybe you got to keep moving to new locations because of the accents. The accents give them a lot. Like people love a southern yeah. accent. They love an Italy Irish way. accent. It's and yeah. accent and southern accents scream, you know, at a screaming level is also kind of always funny to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Any kind of accent, anytime accents are yelled and loud, it's always. And hilarious. we love southern accents in Chicago because we don't get a lot. And we're like, this this guy's going to be great. I mean, first of all, everyone thinks we sound. <laughs> yeah, stupid. for sure. You, you, you sound <laughs> yeah. even dumber. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> every every time you go, like it always catches you out of nowhere, too. You know, like this fucking yeah. in this car, this goddamn cop boom, check my ID just to get to my hotel room. Like, oh, oh boy, this is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> too, too many rules in this city. I yeah. did take the uh, North Carolina people. They came back like two years later and uh, they did get arrested mm. for, for yelling <laughs> out in the street. And then they stayed in the next couple of days uh, and they, they were totally confused. Like, I don't get it. Wait, we, we weren't being that loud. But my neighbors were like, oh, yeah, they were being that loud. <laughs> but I did. I, I did take them to uh, Carol's. Yep. You know, Carol's. Oh, yeah. In, uh, and they absolutely loved it. They were just they like, it. it's like the only country for our <laughs> listeners who don't know. Right. It's the only country bar in Chicago. It's a 4 a.m. crazy. Yeah, bar. It's a late night yeah, country, country bar country karaoke as well. Yeah. Right. It's just it's pretty rowdy there. So, yeah, they absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. And it was because it closely resembled a, a honky tonk joint. They would go sure. to in the mountains. You know, you can do some screaming. You're famously uh, a, a quiet man, if you will. Kind of quiet. If, speaking of our, the quiet man. Um Remember last time I saw you in Chicago, we were hanging out at Galway Bay all night. It was a couple of us, you know, and you were when I mean, you just you're famous for not saying anything. This would just the, the beer tight to the lip, you know, drinking. You, you nod along. You're a good, good listener. Good company, if you will. You know, you, you know, your job, your job is to drink. And then we went to the late night bar just to, just to walk in. And then the first thing you said and the bouncer wouldn't let you in, kicked you out. <laughs> I remember I was with See, I Do you remember anything. that? I remember I was with TJ. Say, yeah, he didn't say anything all night. The first thing he says, he gets kicked out of the bar. <laughs> that was amazing. I don't remember what I said to him, but I remember when he said you, you, did, you, you didn't say go. anything that bad, but he thought you were slurring. Right. He thought you were slurring. And we're like, we are. Oh, but you, yeah, uh, I th- I think you actually asked if it how regularly CJ golfs, and you said it in such a way that that dude is, you're out of here. You're out of here, buddy. Nobody asked that question at 3 in the morning. Get the hell out of here. And we were like, come on, man. That was the first thing he said all night. But then, we're, I, but then we all been, just, uh, yeah, then we all decided it would actually uh, be more funny this way if you did get kicked out because of that. All right. Well, you need that's just why I don't talk. <laughs> that, that was I learned my lesson, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I haven't been thrown out of that many bars. But every time I have been thrown out, I'm like, yeah, you're right, you're right. I yeah, mean, it's always <laughs> it's always a mutual agreement as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 uh, CJ, this is a pretty uh, good story about one of the last time, the last time I day drink with uh-huh. Joyce. So this is this is a couple months back. I get off work. I meet him. 
and it's one of those days where you you think you're meeting your buddy. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have a couple happy hour rounds, and you get in there and you realize, oh wow, he's already ten sheets to the wind. Yeah, yeah right. He, he jo- Joyce. I'm late. I'm late to this party. This, <laughs> <laughs> Joyce has been with this buddy, uh, and they're they're gone. Yeah. And we're like, okay, well, you know, let's get some fresh air. Let's move to another another bar. Uh, we have to carry because he like is an old-fashioned drunk like uh every uh, time he shows up he's got a different cast on or he has a different predict mm-hmm. he had the gout that week right joyce wasn't it we had to carry him <laughs> it's always something it's like weekend at bernie's yeah yeah <laughs> so we, we go into this irish bar and joyce comes out of the bathroom and uh he's like i, I may have vomited in there and i'm like okay you know no big deal you know it's like but i i, I handled it well i i have to right. go to the restroom a couple uh Minutes later, I go in there. It's all over. Like he he actually hit every you hit every toilet, every sink. Like you, I don't know how you were able to hit that many vessels, but you did. So, <laughs> I like, wish I could tell right. you. I don't know. I'm like I'm. I, you know what? I'm just leaving. All right, these guys. It, uh, you know, I'm gonna say goodbye and, and I'm gonna leave because these guys are, are are too far gone. And anyways, this is uh, <laughs> Joyce. I'm gonna have you take it over from here because uh, I've kind of hit uh, about how says. <laughs> tell him what said the next morning when he was waking up uh, on your couch. Oh, yeah. He's uh, woke up on the couch and he's just like, uh, it, it's like one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And uh, he's just, there was like a silence in our conversation. And then he says out of nowhere, man, I'm, I'm just so tired of the rat race. <laughs> I was like, what? This is a guy, he hasn't had a job in six months. <laughs> <laughs> the grind in and out, drink, having to get up, having to drink at 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah just too much a lot of stress on that <laughs> i was thinking about that the other day actually it was it was the week leading into st patrick's day you know how they always call like uh st patrick's day and new year's eve like amateur hour you know um yeah yeah uh oh and cj just dropped but we're gonna we're gonna keep recording but yeah so they call okay. that amateur hour but i like the idea of just like a tuesday a random Tuesday being professional hour and almost like hating drinking <laughs> like a job, like, Oh, corporate has me working this bender out in St. Louis. You know, that I got. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm a professional. I got to go there. <laughs> I mean, it does feel sometimes like we're just clocking in. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I meeting him? Like I've been drunk for three straight days. Why am I, you know, why am I not allowing myself to have a day off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's hard. It's fun. It's hard work sometimes. Yeah. Um, so, Joyce, you are a co-producer of our live show. You're there on most Fridays. Uh, you also run a very fun open mic in Chicago. Tell our listeners uh, about this open mic before you have to leave. It's the Pint of Laughs open mic. It's every Tuesday at uh, 8.30. Sign up is at 8. And uh, we usually have a good lineup of uh, stand-up comics. It's a fantastic Irish bar owned by a guy from Dublin, run by a guy from Waterford. And uh, come on in, have a have a pint Guinness and do some comedy. It's at Harrigan's, right? Harrigan's Irish Pub, yeah. Yeah, which on, is, uh, yeah, that's a great bar. Diversity. Yeah, that's a great bar. Mm-hmm. Um, CJ, uh, Alex, I know you dropped for a second yeah. there. He was just talking about the open mic he runs at Harrigan's, which is a great bar. Um, anything else you want to plug, Alex? I think... Uh, uh, I've started uh, co-producing a show earlier on in the night on Fridays at Warehouse Bar and Grill. You guys ever been there? No, where's that at? No. 
it's on uh it's like 1200 uh, west fullerton and okay. uh the first the first that's week like near DePaul, week and, uh, right that's like by it DePaul. is very very near yeah. yeah very near DePaul. okay so that's it uh that's like an eight thirty nine o'clock show on uh fridays as well so it's a uh, good show it's pat boldick mark mcpartland and uh nick cartwright if you know those guys good fun, funny guys. guys yeah they're all funny um, and then you gotta you gotta plug. I love both your family businesses. I don't know if you know this, CJ, but Joyce during the day sells a concrete um, like adhesive. Okay. Family business, and then during the holidays, another family business. Yeah. He makes toffee. No. What? <laughs> yes. Give the toffee plug. Yeah. What to explain this and plug it and everything. And, and, and let's restart. And it's delicious. I've had it. It's and delicious. And let's restart this interview and do 30 minutes of toffee talk. <laughs> and let's call the show talk, segment Toffee Talk. Toffee Talk. <laughs> yeah, it's an English toffee called Steeplechase. Mm. And uh, 80, 85% of the business is Christmas gifting. And um, it's really good stuff. And... Uh, if you guys need that, or if you need any stone glue, that's uh, stone. That's <laughs> I love it. <laughs> People aren't as interested in the stone. Ah, God, you're so uh, toffee. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> that is a perfect. That is a perfect marriage. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, uh, thank you so much for joining us, and um, yeah, check Alex out at all those different shows and at our live show every Friday at the Lincoln Lodge, 10 p.m. He's almost always there. Thank you very all much, guys. Just- Later, buddy. And we're back on the Blackout Diaries. Sean Bear Flannery with CJ Sullivan. That was Alex Joyce, who just left us. Uh, hilarious stories about his hillbilly yes. and Irish friends visiting in Chicago. Uh, what was it like? So, CJ, when I first moved to Chicago, yeah. like some of my friends, some of yeah, my friends actually were like pretty much just like the friends I made here. My cousins mm. would embarrass me. What was it like? Who was the bigger risk for you when you moved here? Was it was it family or friends? Yeah, definitely friends. Uh, well, family as well. And listen, family coming yeah. in just because of the way they come in. But they weren't like out of place sheep. I did remember actually my uncle and my cousin, uh, Kevin and PJ, when they, when they first came in, when I was for, one of mm-hmm. the first years here, actually. Before I get to my friends in a second. I, I, I learned the lesson quickly of not bringing them the first night, okay, I can't bring them to bars around my apartment or where I go to anymore. You know, I had to go pick them up at O'Hare and I heard them coming. I heard them coming in like from down the hallway. So it was late at night, you know, and it's just, uh, I remember they were, uh, they came in, they came in very hot. You know, this is back when you can have a case. They, they used a, a case of beer as their carry on and you could do this. This is, this is, uh, pre nine eleven. Yeah, it really was a sweeter, more yeah. innocent, more innocent time. And I just hear yeah. them coming down the hallway like, Oh boy, we're in O'Hare. I'm like, Oh boy, here we go. You know? So we took the trade back in. They love that. So it's just us and O'Hare employees <laughs> taking the trade back. The blue, in. Oh, you're on the blue line. Yeah. yeah. We're on the blue line taking 11 o'clock. Yeah. It's like every stop. Yeah. We're going to Belmont. Yo, we're going to, <laughs> to mercy. Yo, just like yelling. I'm like, Oh boy, here we are. So then we take him to, uh, and then I took him out to uh, a couple Irish bars around my neighborhood. I lived up in uh, Lakeview, kind of area, and then uh, I realized, um, yeah, this was a mistake. 
you know, first we're going to take him yeah, to pit, <laughs> you know. It's so, almost like you got to create a fake life. That, yeah. that, like, I'm going to take you to this bar that yeah. you've never been to. And you tell you, like, this is my favorite bar. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Let's go to bars all the, the time. Stand, you know, know? I did, yeah. uh, there was a bar called Pegleg Sullivan's, and he wanted us to get in for free because we were Sullivan's, you know. <laughs> like, we were part of the thing. Like he's obviously just joking, you know. And yeah. he's like, uh, oh, you know, are you uh, – uh, and he goes to the bartender. Are you Irish, young? Know? And it's just a normal Chicago guy. He's like, oh, I'm half, I'm, I'm half Irish. I'm going, no, no, no. There's none of this half, this quarter, this. You're either with us or you're against us. And he like grabbed his arm and he like looked at like some like you know someone else in the bar just from some stray. Or you're against us. I'm like, okay, all right, we're going to take you out of here. <laughs> and then I brought him over to. Um, is it O'Hagan's that bar, that one real Irish bar up in Wrigleyville, the one in the red? I don't know if it's Johnny O'Hagan's. Yeah, I believe it's so. closed now after the Red Line expansion. But yeah, that was like a traditional Irish yeah, bar. Yeah, like I'm gonna yes. take them there. Maybe they can handle his, you know, mm-hmm. they can handle his uh, thing more. And um, so I did take them there, and um, they had it was the, the, they they were from Mayo. Our family's from Cary, and I guess Mayo okay. and Cary played in a rugby match or something the week before. <laughs> I don't, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> And I guess there was a controversy or something, so they were going to replay the match. That's what they do over there, you know. There was like some kind of controversial ending, so they're going to replay the match a week ahead or something. This guy had like a newspaper headline like "Mayo is the champion" or something like that. And my my uncle uh, refuted the, that statement, so we, he's yelling about he's yelling, "Oh no, that's wrong! They're playing next week!" You know, the whole fucking fight. Me and my cousin go downstairs. We were younger. Like, there's a downstairs room there. We're like, whatever. Hey. Yeah, they got a basement down there. Alex Joyce, our previous guest, used to run an open mic out of that Yeah, basement. it was great. Yes, I remember it. Yeah. So we were like, all right, let's go downstairs and leave Kevin here for a bit. Here, he's talking to the bartender, <laughs> you know. We go down there for a minute, go to the bathroom, whatever, do, do a lap of the bar. We come back up. And my uncle's just screaming at him, you know, screaming at the fucking bartender, hold the mayo, hold the mayo, whatever that means. You know, he's yelling about Mayo County. And then we get up, he goes, guys, PJ, PJ, this, this guy's against us. This bar's against us. <laughs> We're like, us, really? What do we do? Because we went, we were downstairs. I'm pretty sure we didn't do anything. I think it might be against you. <laughs> and the point... <laughs> But his tab was so big, he couldn't kick us out yet, you know? It was like one of those situations. And, of course, like mm-hmm. it always it, it, they wound up, of course, becoming best friends and then buying them drinks, you know? And shots <laughs> at the rest of the night. But, like, oh, go, go, I'm glad you're here because this guy's against us. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, no more taking you out to any bars that I know or any of, those, any of that situation. <laughs> oh, so that man. was, yeah. Yeah, that's so that hilarious. was his family. That was a difference, and I got friends that would come in, like the Philly friends, the old Italian friends, and they were just like, they, that was like a mixed culture. We were talking about when Alex Joyce comes in, you know, when you have comics as friends, they're a little more of a sensitive mm-hmm. group than the people we grew up with, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Like we'd be at a party, and they'd say a joke, and then they would like take it seriously, and they'd want to fight him or something. I remember like <laughs> one buddy Darren wanted to fight T.J. Miller, and he like just way back, and T.J. look at me, like, is he is he serious? Is he really fighting? Like, yeah, yeah, and I think it was because Darren isn't like really a big guy or anything. No, he's a very small Darren, guy, and that's and that's his thing. Yeah, and, yeah, <laughs> and he's like, but but 
and, and comics would know this unless right. they grew up around somebody like that or met somebody like that. It, it, when you look at there and you're like, oh, there's a, a nice young right. little professional man, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, not that he's real small or something like that, oh, but yeah, he's, he's, he's not somebody you would. Right. Absolutely. But he's a no. But actor. yeah, he's like, uh, a, like it is. We want to say, yeah, he does want to hit you, and he yeah, will. It's actually his thing. <laughs> it's what he does. You know, it's a, I look at my watch. It's at ten o'clock. Yeah, this is about the time where he starts fight for no reason. Where he takes the the slight for whatever it is. I don't know what you did, but it does. I'm like, and he's like, what should I do? I'm like, just get, just don't talk, just don't interact with him. There's no getting out of it. There's no correcting yeah, it. Don't you know? apologize. Don't, <laughs> right. There's nothing that you can do <laughs> right. that's going to help. So just avoid him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it'll always be situations like that. There are always like, people like we. I think everyone has that, like on Facebook and stuff. When like you'll make a post and then they come in and a comment, like, "Oh God, this is." Who? You try to keep certain commenters away oh, from each other. Facebook, the way it pollinates in Facebook with family and, yeah. and friends is is hilarious. Where you're like, "Oh, I'll have people like come up to me at party." You know, I live in Oak Park. It's very mm-hmm. liberal, right? Uh, progressive. So, the, but they'll routinely like. They'll talk about like my friends cause so much trouble on Facebook. It's spilling into real life. They'll they'll come up and they'll be like, <laughs> yeah. "Who's that Nolan Rafferty right. guy?" You know, uh, your Facebook friends with them. He's always calling you the c word. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that was the best Nolan Rafferty. But back when it, back, I liked back when it was just go when it was. The voice oh, I love that he was Bay. the official business page, <laughs> just getting into common, <laughs> common threads and Who's causing this? chaos. Yeah, this bar called people cuts, <laughs> <laughs> getting banned every week. <laughs> he would just be okay. I'm back. I've learned my lesson. He would just be active for 24 hours, then he would get banned again. Who had the uh, who had like him call him a, like? He, did he lose a job or something? It was like some company like a. Like you have some interesting friends, whatever. It's like it was, and I think it was. Uh, I don't know, it was Joe Fernandez or someone, you know, where yeah. Galway Bay yelled at, you called him all these fucking things, like on, <laughs> on the uh, comment. Like after he got this gig and they had to defend him, no, no, he's doing a nice job for this. Look, like, oh, he's a cunt too for because he posted like a reel or something, some video he made, like you know, yeah. of the job he made. <laughs> and then it cost him like, yeah, I don't know if we should be. Uh, Having these people around our pro- our product. This is a commercial. Yeah. Oh man, that's hilarious. Yeah, you got it. Sometimes you just got to keep them separate. You know. Yeah. We need two Facebook profiles: one for family, one for friends. You know. For both for sakes, workers. right? Yeah, for both people's sakes. You know what I mean? It was, it's yeah. just It's shock. It's shocking to them all. CJ, what do you got going on? We probably got to wrap this episode up. Uh, what do you got going on now? Yeah, well, I'm in Spokane. I'm in Denver next weekend. That's gonna be a fun nice. show. We're actually doing a show from the. Um, Overlook Hotel or wherever they filmed that from The Shining, and we're gonna watch The Shining. Oh, really? Yeah, we're gonna watch The Shining oh, cool. and do uh, do like Mystery Science Theater commentary with it. So that'd be that'd be pretty creepy. And uh, other than that, just uh, my Bottom Line Bombs podcast, which has its own feed. Make sure you follow that Bottom Line Bombs. Whatever it's on the other thing, you know. Yeah, and for me, uh, check out the live show every Friday, 10 p.m. Yes. at the Lincoln Lodge. Uh, you can also get my book online, uh, places I can't return to. The audio book is now available pretty much everywhere. You can get it on Apple, Google, yeah. everything now. You just had a great show with Aaron Foster since we were talking about him, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. That was a great Blackout Diaries moment when me and TJ were in town, and you're like, and you pretty much booked him for the guest spot for our show at the Improv out in the Schomburg. Like, oh, yeah, well, come on, do, you, you'll do a guest spot. You know, you did one mm-hmm. of your drunk, drunken bookings for another show, and we were fine with it. Yeah, of course, come on out. Turns yeah. out he, he was um, banned <laughs> from the club. For life. Yeah, banned <laughs> for life. Not the only club he's banned from. <laughs> 
And I was like, Aaron, did you know about this? We apparently you're you're a hot, you know, you're you got some heat on you when we said we said your name, you know. Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, I was a little surprised when he said I could do a set. I was like, I'm, I'm coming to it. <laughs> <laughs> we got he did come out. We got to see, we got we did got to see him anyway. It was it was a good time, but he was not allowed on stage. But that's the kind. That's the kind of guys we want. People that are a bit yeah. <laughs> left and right. I mean, that makes me like even better of, as a comic, you know. <laughs> All right. Give us a five-star review, everyone. Yes. Five-star review. Subscribe, all that stuff, uh, if you're not subscribed already. And, um, yeah, that's it. A podcast network.